Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Pastor Farrell Shepherd of the Island Ford Baptist Church in Madisonville, Kentucky, and I'd like to welcome you to another Sending Forth the Light radio broadcast. This broadcast is for Wednesday, November 15th, and today happens to be the birthday of Brother Duncan Bradley. So we hope Brother Duncan has a happy birthday today and is blessed of the Lord. Hope you are also as well. Amen. Well, we began a message on Monday. We're going to continue today. And by the way, tonight being prayer meeting time, we'll mention more about that at the close of the broadcast. So I hope you stay tuned and listen in and hopefully come and be with us tonight at 7 o'clock for our midweek prayer service. Do have a number of things to be in prayer about, but I've got a couple of good acapella songs and then the message from the Word of God. A sermon today from Ecclesiastes chapter number 8 and verse number 1. Ecclesiastes chapter 8 and verse number 1. I'm preaching Today and throughout this week, a sermon entitled, What a Wise Man Looks Like. I'm dealing with some things that wisdom will help us do. Number one, it keeps us coming to God. Wisdom comes from God. you got to go to God to get it. Number two, it helps you walk uprightly. Number three, it keeps you from falling in with evil men. Number four, it keeps you from wanton women. And number five, it helps us rescue others from those paths of sin. We're going to be dealing with those five things on this week's broadcast. Again, what a wise man looks like from Ecclesiastes chapter number eight and verse number one. So I hope you stay tuned and enjoy the message as it was preached live from the pulpit of the Allen Ford Baptist Church in Madisonville, Kentucky. Ecclesiastes chapter number eight, if you'll turn right. At the book of Proverbs, go back towards the New Testament. You'll run into the book of Ecclesiastes, also written by Solomon. I'm just going to read one verse tonight, bring you the message that is on my heart. hope will be helpful to you. But tonight I want to look at this one verse, verse number 1 of Ecclesiastes chapter number 8. goes along with what we've been studying in the book of Proverbs. I felt like this would be good for us to apply in our life. This will be practical. But applying it in our life, every one of us ought to seek after wisdom, right? Well, amen. We ought to try to get closer and know more about Him and more about the things of God. That's what this wisdom is talking about, all right? Look at verse number 1. The Bible says, Who is as the wise man, and who knoweth the interpretation of a thing? These are questions. Then a statement. A man's wisdom maketh his face to shine. And the boldness of his face shall be changed. Two questions asked, we'll say that way, and then a statement made in verse number 1 of chapter number 8. Who is as the wise man? And who knoweth the interpretation of a thing? And then here's the statement made. A man's wisdom maketh his face to shine, and the boldness of his face shall be changed. Here's here's what I think he's saying. He's asking about what does a wise man look like? How would you recognize a wise man? Well, he says it'll show up on his face. People don't know what to believe anymore. They don't know how to interpret a matter. We're, we're being so confused. And by the way, I, I personally believe that is a, I know that is a trick of these autocratic and despotic dictatorships. That, that's an old 
tool that was used back when Russia first fell to the communists and when, in, when World War II came in and tried to liberate some of those places, there was a mental deception that ran through the minds of people. I, I'll say we can see it with the Russians. We can see it with the Germans. And we're getting there quickly, by the way. I believe, I believe we're in the last days and I believe there's a, I don't believe it just started. There's a strong deception across our world that people don't know how to discern, that people don't know how to interpret a thing. He's in pretty bad shape. And that's what Solomon's dealing with. But he asked the question, who is as the wise man and who knoweth the interpretation of a thing? And the answer, a man's wisdom maketh his face to shine and the boldness of his face shall be changed. So I want to preach tonight on this thought. This is my title, What a Wise Man Looks Like. I've got five points, and I've got a lot of verses that tie into it. We'll be looking at Proverbs quite a bit. We need some wise men. We need some wise women in our world today. Who is the wise man? He tells us it's somebody that knows God. Amen. Somebody that knows God. Number two, my, my question is, who is as the wise man? That, that's what the Bible actually says. That's the way it actually reads. In our text, I'm, I'm back... And, and hold your place in Proverbs. We're coming back to chapter 3 in a minute. But in Ecclesiastes chapter 8 and verse number 1, who is as the wise man? That's verse 1, part A, if you want to do it that way. So it's not asking us who the wise man is, actually. But it's asking if there's anybody that can be compared to the wise man. Who is as the wise man? What he's doing here when he's saying that, He's asking a question, well, he's asking a question and in the question he's making a statement that the wise, or wisdom is an excellency. Wisdom is a, is a status to aim for. Wisdom is a, is a rise above the standard, a rise above the status quo. Amen. And so he's saying, he's showing you the exalted position. Who's as good as this? Who's, who's like this? She's, she's, her price is far above rubies. It talks about that wise woman. Amen. Who is as the wise man? He's showing you the excellency of that point. Now look at chapter number 3 of Proverbs. Chapter number 3 and verses 13. We'll read down through verse 18 of Proverbs 3. The Bible says, Happy is the man that findeth wisdom and the man that getteth understanding. For the merchandise of it is better than the merchandise of silver and the gain thereof than fine gold. She is more precious than rubies and all the things thou canst desire are not to be compared unto her. Length of days is in her right hand and in her left hand riches and honor. Her ways are ways of pleasantness and all her paths are peace. She is a tree of life to them that lay hold upon her. And happy is everyone that retaineth her. Amen. So that word happy is also the word blessed. And what he's saying here is that wisdom is a uh, is a excellency that we ought to strive for. It is the goal we ought to aim for. That's what he's talking about. Look at chapter number 4 and verse number 5, 6 and 7. Solomon says, get wisdom. Get understanding, forget it not, neither decline from the words of my mouth, forsake her not, and she shall preserve thee, love her, and she shall keep thee. Wisdom is the principal thing, therefore get wisdom, and with all thy getting, get understanding. Amen. Again, he's exalting the excellency of wisdom. 
Proverbs chapter number 8, verse number 11. If you want to look at that, one verse, Proverbs 8, 11. For wisdom is better than rubies, and all the things that may be desired are not to be compared to it. And I could go through the Proverbs, and we could take all night on this one point. He's exalting the status of wisdom. Now, here, here's why I'm talking to you, and I want you to listen to me. In life, we're going somewhere. Life is not status. Life is movement. Right? We recognize that. Somebody says there's no life in them. What do they mean? There's no movement. Life is not static. And I say, I don't like change, but in reality, I do like change because I don't want things to stay the same forever. Amen. That little baby back there, I don't know if that's Timothy or James. I don't know. That's one of them. Amen. One of them Vincent boys. <laughs> and But you don't want him sitting like that, chewing on things like that when he's 20. Right. You want him to be standing up back there like his daddy is holding another baby that's maybe, amen, that's moving on along. But the, the thing is, life is movement. But there needs to be a goal in our movement. Amen. We want to have a goal. That's one reason. Listen, we, 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 we blast, if you want to say it that way, we blast public school because of all the wickedness and perverted things they're teaching. But I want to tell you, if we're not taking advantage of homeschool and we're not learning while we're there, if we're not shooting for a goal, then we're failing and falling on our face. We're hurting our children. We're hurting our cause. We've we got to be aiming for something. Amen. And... And and, and, I, and this is not a message on schooling, but it fits. But just not just schooling. Every one of us, we ought to know more about Jesus now than we did last year. Amen. We ought to know more about that Bible today than we did last year. And we ought to strive to know more about it tomorrow than we do today. Amen. You say, well, I, I can't, I just can't comprehend it all. No, nobody can comprehend it all. But, but it's like anything else. You don't eat a steak all at once. Like I, I told my wife, when you're cleaning the house, you know, I think their house is clean, it's fine. And, but somebody's going to come over like her parents, she's going to clean out. I said, you don't pick up the whole house, you pick up one room at a time. I'm an expert on that because I don't pick up nothing. <laughs> she's picking up my stuff, amen. So I know where the fault lies. So I say to her, don't worry about the whole mess. Just pick up after me. <laughs> Amen. No, I'm kidding. But seriously, everything you do, you eat a steak one bite at a time. There's a process. And you've got to be working towards whatever, whatever it is that you're doing. So this thing about knowing God, this thing about being wise with God, it don't happen overnight, but it'll never happen if we don't take some steps. That's the point that I'm talking about. All right. So we see the excellency of it. Who is as the wise man? Exalt wisdom. And we ought to strive for wisdom. The first time the word wisdom is found in your King James Bible, I think I mentioned this when we started studying Proverbs. First time the word wisdom is found in your King James Bible is in Exodus chapter number 28, verse number 3. He's talking about an artisan, an artist, a man that can make things with his hands. Amen. A man that can build things. A man that can make garments. Amen. A man, and talking about different things. Did, I, amen. Did you know that sewing, ladies, is an art? It's an art that these stores need to learn. I mean, they, they some of them don't have enough fabric to start with. They need some sewing thread. 
Amen. But and and by the way, if you're going to buy a lot of that stuff, and I'm not against you, but if you're going to buy that, you're going to probably have to alter it. Amen. So sewing, but sewing is an art. Amen. I, I've probably told this before, and I don't have time to run this rabbit far, but Joshua and I, Joshua was helping me. I was doing some drywall, and, and it was in a photography studio. And they were in a big push for it. And the, la- the lady ran the photography studio. Her husband was a doctor. And it was a big push. Had to be done at a certain time. Joshua and I are in there on a Saturday morning, and we're spreading mud like crazy. And, and, and here comes that doctor in with his boy. By the way, Joshua was 14 at that time, so that's been a while. And th- this doctor's son was 14. He's a 14-year-old, long-haired, hippie boy that don't know how to do anything if he can't do it with his thumbs. You know, he knows how to play a game. And he knows how to do some of that. But it's obvious he ain't done nothing. And his dad said to him, son, he said, well, look at this. That is an art. He said, watch him spread that mud. He said, that's an art. After they left, I told Joshua, I said, well, you know, I guess it is. But I said, artists get paid more than drywall guys, don't they, Brother Steve? <laughs> but, it, but really, it is an art. It's an art to know how to, how to read a ruler and cut a two before the right length. That's an art. Amen. It, it's an art to know how to cook a meal. Amen. It's a skill. Here, listen to me. There is a skill to know how to live right. There is a skill to know how to live well. If I say cook well, amen, cut well, you know, work well. Those are skills, and we need to work on our skill of living for God. Amen. All right, I need to move on. So, wouldn't wouldn't you like to be like one of these wise men that can do something well for the glory of God? I've thought about this before. I'll just run one real quick rabbit before I get to my third point. I'll be half, well, that's my halfway mark. Brother Steve done carpenter work. Brother Brother Robert did carpentry work. I don't know how long these men did it. A couple hundred years. I mean, put them together. But but the longer you do something, the better at it you get. You ever thought of what a carpenter Noah might have been if he was already doing it for 500 years before he ever started on the ark? I mean, the Bible says he's 500 years old before God said to build an ark. I'd say he'd know pretty much how to do something. You say, well, he hadn't ever built a boat. Maybe he hadn't ever built a boat, but build something. I mean, God, and God gives you the blueprint, but you know, you got all this skill. I think about all the skill that would have went into that. Listen, our life, God told us to live it for him, and he wants us to live it skillfully for his glory and honor. All right. Let me, let me get to my, my next point here. Verse number, or the third one, verse still into verse number one, but the second part, I'll say one B. There's a question. And who knoweth the interpretation of a thing? And who knoweth the interpretation of a thing? This is, this is talking about the, the interpretation of things. Talking about understanding how something works. Amen. Understanding how it works. For example, a wise man can look at something. He studied it. He's thought about it. He knows how it works. He may be able to tell you. Some men know things they can't tell you. This. Probably the smartest, probably the smartest man I ever met in school was my algebra one teacher. His name was Mr. Shepherd, by the way. It didn't help him any smarts. It didn't help me. But I nearly failed his class. He was so smart teaching algebra one. First introduction to algebra. But he was a calculus teacher. He was so smart. He knew all this pi plus two equals twelve or whatever, you know. And, but he couldn't explain it. He had it, it's so simple to him, 
that he couldn't explain it. And sometimes we're that way. Sometimes as dads, we're trying to explain to our kid and we ain't got patience enough. Am I right? Because it's, we can't, I mean, we want to get it done. I mean, that's why I'm working on this. I ain't working on this thing to learn. I ain't working on this thing for you to learn. I'm working on this thing to get it going. Get out of my way. Right? But it'd be wiser to learn yourself and let somebody else learn along. Amen. I'm trying, I'm trying not to look at just any one person when I'm doing that because we, uh, listen, and I wasn't good at it. I'll just tell you, I wasn't good at it. But we'd be wise to learn as we go along and teach somebody else these steps as we go. So, so understanding how this thing works. You know, some people, I'm not mechanical. I don't understand mechanical stuff. And, but some people are. And they can just hear a motor and tell you what's going on. Sounds like a rocker arm to me. Rocker arm? You know, sounds like piston number 12. I guess. It's behind your fifth rib. Anyway, uh, they, they just listen. They know, or, or they look at it and they can tell you, this is what's wrong with it. You know why? Because they're skillful. They have worked on that particular. Here's my point. God wants, we ought to know this book. Listen, you say, well, I, I wish I knew it better. Then read it and study it. And it ain't just, it ain't just that you learn overnight, but you become familiar with it. Amen. And when somebody says, for example, somebody says, turn the book of Ecclesiastes, you don't have to go to the front. You may have to for a while, and that's not a shame. But eventually you ought to get to the point that you know, hey, that's Old Testament, that's in the wisdom section, I know where to go. And that's all the time we have for today's broadcast. So we're going to have to break in the message right there, but Lord willing, we'll be back tomorrow and continue this message throughout this week. And I would like to invite you to come and be with us tonight for our midweek prayer service every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. We'll be meeting here, Lord willing, tonight for that. We'll have special time of prayer around the altar, special time of prayer requests taken from the pulpit, and then we'll have preaching from the Word of God as well as some good singing together, congregational and perhaps special. And tonight is going to be a special Wednesday night service in that we have a missionary visiting with us. Brother Caleb Hawkins and his wife from North Carolina are visiting with us, representing a rescue mission for men that is being started up there in North Carolina. And then also we will be having a baptism following those services tonight at the Island Ford Baptist Church. Love to have you come and be with us for that service tonight at 7 p.m. We are easily located at 1415 Island Ford Road here in Madisonville, Kentucky. Hope you'll tune in this same time every Monday through Friday for another Sending Forth the Light radio broadcast. Until then, this is Pastor Farrell Shepherd saying good day and God bless you.